0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Holistic Health Radio Talk Show. My name is Barbara Wesley Gray, and I really appreciate you tuning in this afternoon, your beautiful Sunday afternoon, and taking the time to share your energy with us. Indeed, we have a show that we hope will be enjoyable, as we have enjoyed uh, reviewing the subject matter and thinking that it's really something that's very much needed within our community. Uh, But before I begin... I must uh, pay homage to our ancestors, to the One Most High, to those energies and entities that um, any of you have, all of you have rather, and that whatever orientation that you may have, that indeed uh, they are given respect and acknowledgement. We have to also bear in mind that during these times that we have ancestors, um in many in numbers that are really um, unmanageable in terms of what we're going through with this pandemic with COVID-19. And we do pay homage to them and and give them honor, honor their souls, their spirit uh, for the uh, unfortunate demise that they had to succumb to by being taken from us by COVID-19. I Again, thank you for joining us. I'm with my wife, my beloved uh, Dr. Dora Gray, and she's in the room with me, and uh, we're looking forward to having her share some thoughts with us later on in the show, but also I must uh, share with you that I am not a medical doctor, and I'm not giving any advice, uh, recommendations, or any diagnosis on this show. This show is strictly for informational and educational purposes, and to start a lively discussion. I would advise that you would consult a licensed medical doctor for any of your health concerns and needs. So again, uh, my name is Barbara Wesley Gray. I am a uh, practitioner uh, in the area of Reiki um, energy energy healing, and uh, I'm also And embarking on a new level, a higher level of energy healing, which I will share with you later on in the show, along with my wife, it will be giving you more details. So, uh, again, uh, the the title of the show, for those of you who saw my posting on Facebook, is uh, Dealing with a a Live Discussion about the uh, COVID 19. Uh, crisis that we're in, and we want, we want to talk about the positive aspects of self-quarantine and why it is important to wear a mask and practice social distancing, and how uh, you might want to consider, if not a plant-based diet, or should I say live it, to exercise the option of having a vegetarian uh, option within your uh, dietary uh, tradition so that you can indeed allow the body to develop a, a strong immune system and being able to be in a position to heal itself for any affliction, any disease that it might come upon. And that should be also combined with uh, exercise and, and also being mindful that it's important to have eight hours of sleep Sleep is very important, and that can be your best line of defense. Now, we also will be discussing who is most at risk uh, with this COVID-19 situation that we're in and what works to best boost your immune system. And also we will review and have an ongoing discussion, not just today but following weeks, uh, about economic, political, and historical reasons why we have to really have a narrative, have a dialogue about this COVID uh, situation. I would like to just quote something, a historical uh, reference point, uh, a brother by the name of George C. Benjamin, who is uh, the executive director of the American Public Health Association. And what he has to say that It's a threat that African-Americans need to take uh, particularly seriously this COVID-19. We get a lot of misinformation circulating through our communities, and I'll talk about that later on in terms of who is circulating this misleading information. But Brother Benjamin says that we fundamentally don't trust some of the non-black institutions because they really do not serve us well. Uh, we need to make sure that our trusted institutions, clinic, uh, clinic advisors of color, and churches, community organizations are better educated. The biggest challenge that we have in our community is the fact that the people of color, that being African Americans and people of color through the Latino community, Asian community, uh, the Indian community, Native American We start out with health concerns that are disproportionately poor when compared to white Americans. The highest risk, if you get this disease, is to someone 60 years or older with with chronic disease. And with African Americans, you start with a population that is disproportionately sicker. And it gets, you know, when we get exposed, it will have a higher uh, death rate. So everyone obviously goes back to the Tuskegee experiment, that being the syphilis study where African-American men were not treated for syphilis. As a matter of fact, I heard, depending on what uh, source you get this information from, that some of them were in, injected with syphilis as an experiment, somewhat like how they inject people with the the flu virus, uh, in this case here the COVID-19 virus, uh, to do the testing for a vaccine well they continued not to be treated and even after they had the treat treatment available uh many of the brothers uh they died and ultimately the public health service apologized as well as president clinton he apologized on behalf of america for that uh, atrocity we also have experiences where people go into health centers And the word on the street, as it is, is that if you go in, that you don't come out. The reason they don't come out is that people go into those places in such later states of their disease being discovered or diagnosed. So I would suggest that, indeed, uh, we have to take our own uh, uh, health in our own hands, as it were, and do our due diligence, and research, and make decisions for ourselves. We can use the input from uh, your doctor and, and other health uh, uh, professionals as a uh, indicator, and you actually you have them on board as your team. But you're the, you're the leader of your team. You know, you and if you're married, your spouse, uh, your parents, your siblings, you know, all of you make what your team should be in terms of making decisions about your health. So that's something that I, I, my wife and I, we, uh, we shared that with our family and our friends, and we feel that now could not be more of an urgent time for us to do this. Now, I must also say that when we first got rid of this disease through media, yeah, I think that was around back in January. Um, yeah, I think January, would, would, I would say that's uh, the period which most of us were informed. We found out that, indeed, the disease was known, this virus was known before then, even as early as December, if not before then. And um, those of you, most of you probably have heard by now that, uh uh President Trump was interviewed, and he indicated, I think it was Bob Woodward, uh, the person who was very much involved with uh, his colleague, Carl Bernstein, uh, who was able to investigate the Watergate scenario, uh, which forced President Nixon to de- resign, that upon his interview uh, with Trump, Trump admitted that he knew about the virus back in December, if not before then. But he decided to hold back on sharing this information. As a matter of fact, he's always talking about fake news. Well, he was a fake in terms of how he shared with the American public that he knew nothing about it and that it came from China and, and that, indeed, he said that he, would, uh, he decided not to share the information because he didn't want to frighten uh the the, the the public. And of course that was uh an asinine uh excuse to say the least. Uh, he had alternative moment, uh motives as it were, uh politically more so than anything else, and he didn't want to lose the confidence and the support of his base. So he continues to display this uh this arrogance this uh, self-aggrandizement, uh, uh, this uh, megalomania. And, and many of us have suffered, especially within the community of people of African descent. You know, we, we came, uh, up, this disease came upon us with many of us having uh, conditions that placed us in higher jeopardy uh, speaking from high blood pressure to heart disease, diabetes. Uh, there's a host of, of illnesses that were chronic and would not allow us to benefit from any type of first intervention, such as uh, uh, wearing the masks and social distancing. You know, that's something that we didn't have access to. I just found out a couple of days ago that uh, there were something like 600 um, million masks that were made available, and that they weren't uh, uh, public, I'm sorry, the postal system was told not to deliver them to, to certain communities, New York City being one of them. So as we dig deeper into this, uh, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist and then have that type of uh, uh, overview of the situation, but we have to call... Uh, uh, things for what they are. We cannot continue to go for the opi-doke as it was, as it said. We have to deal, deal with the, the facts as they come to us and act accordingly. And I suggest that we cannot continue to be led by the herd. Uh, they even have something called the herd immune uh, phenomenon, where indeed after so many uh, of, of people within our uh, country, get access to the vaccine, then indeed a certain proportion of us will not get the vaccine. And through, just like the regular flu, which this is not, we would develop an immune uh, level where 80 to 90% of the people would not be infected because you would have been exposed to it to some some degree. Well, we cannot embrace that. most of our community, people in our community, uh, are forced to live close with one another. We share apartment dwellings and home dwellings, which does not allow us to deal with social distancing. Um, we have elders in our family, which we do not send them to nursing homes like other families are able to do or desire to do. Uh, by African tradition, we keep our family um as close-knitted as possible, especially the elders. So we have a dilemma right now, which school is about to open. There's been here in New York City and other cities and and states. The dates have been moved back uh, at least two or three times. But we must bear in mind that uh, our children are the ones who are most affected by any type of flu-like virus. You know, this goes back hundreds of years uh, that that's been the case. So we have to be so cautious now in terms of how we manu- uh, navigate and maneuver our family uh, 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 engagement with regard to going back to the work- workforce, with our children going back to the school system, uh, and with uh socializing, and I'm happy I just mentioned that word socializing. Hi, Hunt. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. How are you? I'm
1: doing great. Wonderful. Uh, I'm sure you Good evening, probably. everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, my, my wife has been very much helpful with uh, getting us prepared uh, for this show. As a matter of fact, uh, I really appreciate I'm having more light presented so I can uh, navigate what I'm reading and and accessing, but uh, where was I? I was talking about the social distancing. Uh, We're we're at a period right now, we're approaching the fall, end of summer, and of course, I know this recently, my wife and I, we went to a function, and and she's more conscious of social distancing than I am in terms of me being... uh, just say engaging with people that I know, people who approach me. And, and I know that this is a, a, an acquired um, awareness because of uh, my wife's, um, the Dora, Dr. Dora's work that she uh, has had an experience with. Number one, as a teacher, a retired teacher, but also working now for a government agency that requires that she be very cognizant, very much aware of the importance of what's around her and, and who is around her. And, uh, of course, that's an acquired uh, um, uh, talent which we all have to really, uh, you know, bring up to par. Mike do you have any thoughts that you'd like to share, honey, regarding social distancing?
0: Yes, what I'd like to share... We all, we all know that it's good practice to social distance. And I just want to mention to everyone, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of philosophical theology, so I'm not going to be giving you any medical advice or, or anything right. like that. I won't be making any diagnoses, any recommendations. But we, you know, as my husband said earlier, we want to have lively discussion. We want to have discussion that is appropriate and that will assist our community. And that's part of what this show brings forth. And so saying that to get back to my comment, social distancing, I feel, I'm going to try not to label it or politicize it or anything like that, because I'm I'm not really going to do that. Uh, We should look at social distancing as though we were facing a life-and-death situation. And by that I mean in a life-and-death situation, you don't get a chance to say, oops, I made a mistake and the person died. You don't get a chance to do that when it's a life. You have to act quickly. You have to act immediately, cognizantly, as though this were embedded in your consciousness. You don't have time to give it a test drive. We don't have time to, we don't really have time to do anything. And the reason I'm saying that is sometimes, like we we know we need to social distance, and uh, if we listen to what the CDC and the medical experts are saying, we should be masking whenever we're in a situation that we're unable to properly social distance, because that's just common sense and health. But here's the thing: we're social creatures. Uh, we're into this pandemic now, what, maybe six or seven months, and. I don't believe there are too many of us who are accustomed to operating the way that we are forced to operate now if we want to stay healthy and if we want to protect the health of others. Right. And so saying that to say this, being we're creatures of habit, being that we're not used to doing this, some people get into social situations and intellectually know that they should social distance and they should be masking But when they see their friend that they might not have seen in whatever length of time or their family member, their inclination is to run over and give them a hug or shake their hand like we would normally do. Let me tell you something. We can't do that anymore. And, again, in a life-and-death situation, if you want to stay alive, what do you have to do? You have to keep your head on your shoulders. You can't afford to walk around and then after the fact you hug someone and then they sneezed in your face and you caught the disease or, you know, whatever the situation may be, you just don't have that luxury. So you have to remind, because I know I remind myself all the time. I'm always telling my husband, you know, that I'm I'm quick to put up my hand and say, I'm social distancing. Stay away from me because people will see me who know me and they want to reach out and touch, just as I would like to reach out and touch too. But, you know, again, let us not be selfish. We don't know who someone may have been in contact with who might have given them the virus, and they may be asymptomatic. Now, that doesn't just go for someone else. That goes for myself and everyone. You don't know who I might have been around that might have given me the virus. However, I'm asymptomatic, so I'm okay, but then I end up passing it on to you because I was hugging you and everything and so glad to see you and all of that. Right, and then I might have coughed and not even realized it. So that's the thing. We have to act as though this is a life and death situation, as though you were in the most treacherous of, a treacherous scenario where you only had one chance to live. And so, you know, that's my point.
1: Absolutely, that's Absolutely. my point. Well, well said. You know, and I must add that social distancing extends beyond the uh, person-to-person or people-to-people scenario. Uh, We we have to be aware of the fact that my wife and I, we practice when we go shopping. Before we go into the house at the the, in the vestibule, we take off our shoes. Um, I make a solution, normally it's myself. I make a solution in a a bucket, uh, a pail of Clorox and water with a sponge, and I'm using a cloth now, where I wipe off all the groceries. We have a hair dryer. We we use hot air to kill the virus that's on any uh, object, any any package, any box that we might have purchased. Uh, I use, at the bottom of our shoes, we take off our shoes and I clean the shoes and I clean the floor of the vessel. We try not to track any any residue from the street into our home because this virus is is airborne. And a lot of us don't recognize the dynamics of something being airborne. But we have to treat ourselves. How would you treat a baby? You know, I know that at a certain age, we try to take the child to the the park and expose it and and let it play in the dirt and, and the sand and what have you. But normally, though, You have a baby, you have that baby sheltered. You have it covered. You don't want anyone, you see someone who you think might not be clean, you don't want them, they want to, oh, can I hold the baby? Can I kiss (laughs) the baby? What do you do? You turn around. You say, no, no, nothing personal, but please stay back. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because you know that indeed there's a high chance, a propensity that that baby could get ill just from that move. So we need to control our, uh, conduct ourselves as if our bodies are like a little baby, sensitive like a baby.
0: Can I add something? Sure, sure. You know, I, I wanted to mention that my husband and I even went as far as getting one of the handheld thermometers. Yes. And we, we will take each other's temperatures. Like I, I know that I suffer from seasonal allergies. Yes. But being that I have not suffered from an allergy in several months, you know, this is the season, and so I started sneezing, and it's like, oh, no, you don't want to frighten the people around you because, okay, now I'm sneezing, but people don't know I suffer from allergies, yes. so they might think, oh, my gosh, she's sneezing, she has the COVID, So, and even for my husband, I said, I'm sneezing, but I'm going to make sure I don't sneeze near you, and, yes, yes. you know, I walk around the house with um, antibacterial spray and I i wiped wipe down the countertops and just things that we would do all the time, but i just do it now with more diligence mm-hmm. because I don't want, you know, I don't want to, God forbid if I had something, I don't want anyone else to get sick. So we, we got the handheld thermometer, and we also um, we had to have some emergency work done in our home recently, and we asked the contractors who were coming in if they wouldn't mind covering their shoes. Yes. And so we keep um, plastic bags, like, you know, the produce bags that you get from the supermarket. We keep them so that people can put them on their feet if they had to come in the house. Mm-hmm. And we also request that we that we take their temperature. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, yeah. just, you know, we, we can't be too careful because it's not about us. It's also about... Anyone that we might have to come in contact right. with
1: and we're about to order did we order already those those
0: boots well I mean, you can you can order um you can order online uh, they're, they're called uh, shoe protectors or boot protectors yes. that people can just slip on you know pretty much what they use in the hospital but not hospital quality you know right. you just want people to not you know track whatever in your home, and mm-hmm. you can order those online. You know, we'll probably do that after we use up all the produce bags that we've accumulated, yes. and then we'll just use that. But anything like that is very – these are simple things, and they're helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're simple and helpful.
1: Now, now what we have – that's great, great observation. And one observation that came to mind was that we're approaching the holiday season you know, there's been a thing of us being sheltered in place, many of us, if not hopefully most of us. And I know a lot of us are going through anxiety. Uh, we, we have this, this uh, scenario where the vaccine is being pushed to be uh, presented to, to the population, and we understand that there's a certain uh, element of testing that has to happen before the vaccine can really be approved. And uh, for political reasons... We have an administration that wants to have the vaccine now before the election. And I'm happy to say I'm glad to find out that, indeed, there's a pushback on that. And they, they said that that's not going to be possible. So we cannot get caught up in that. you know. We And we cannot depend entirely on the vaccine, at least my wife and I, and I are not, uh, because, uh, again, we reiterate that we're not medical doctors, but we just share with you, the experiences that we, have, that we have had and that we are having. And I, and I may suggest that indeed, uh, as the title said on my Facebook page, that let that food be thy medicine and thy medicine thy food, we have to now start reevaluating, which I'm sure many of us have, in terms of how we take care of our body. Because our health, uh, natural health, is our best defense against any disease especially COVID-19, and, and it's all predicated on us, us having a healthy immune system. And there are certain foods, vegetables, and fruits and drinks that we can make. I suggest that if you don't have one, that you have a blender in your house and a, and a, uh, a juicer, so then indeed, indeed you start juicing and blending. Uh, you do your research on the certain teas that, that you would want to drink, which are antioxidant by nature, you know, and... and uh, such as green tea. Such as green tea. Green tea
0: is famous yes. for being antioxidant.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've been Many drinking green benefits. tea for, what, over 10 How years? a long
0: time now. I, Quite a long I time. don't even remember anymore yes. when I started yes. drinking it.
1: And, and we recently found out that, indeed, tea such as green tea, you can, uh, brother, uh, I won't mention his name, but uh, 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 a leader, a community leader mentioned that the fact that we cook our greens, and we don't uh, just cook them and then throw out the green uh, leafy vegetable and just drink the uh, the broth, which is good for you, but we we eat the leaves as well. You know the the the, the produce. Well, tea can be looked at the same way. Uh, what he did is he cuts the tea bag and places it inside the blender. And he found that indeed now you're not wasting anything, which makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm going to incorporate that into my particular uh, regimen of when I uh, blend and, and, and things of that nature. And and those are uh, information. That's information that we will be sharing on ongoing shows. And again, we will always have the disclaimer that we ask that you consult your own dietitian, your own medical doctor. For advice as to whether or not whatever you hear on our show, and I would suggest on any show that you do your due diligence, and in terms of uh, uh, clarification and verification, whether or not this is something that would be beneficial for your health and 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 your well-being. Now, with that being said, um, I'd like to—I I was beginning to touch upon it—the uh, fact that with this summer ending and fall coming, that it's getting colder. There was a premise at one time that, indeed, the hot weather would uh, nullify, if not decrease, the potential of one becoming affected by COVID-19. And, of course, there's many schools of thought with that regard. And, again, as my wife was saying, we don't have the option of really second-guessing and taking a chance. On believing that indeed, oh, now that it's hot, you know, I can socialize now without fear that the person might be affected uh, because they're not sneezing, they don't say that they have a fever, etc., etc. With it being the cold weather coming upon, then the converse is true, the the virus is able to sustain itself, maintain its longevity in cold weather, so. We even have to be even more cautious. And of course, those of you who take public transportation, with school starting, our children are now riding the subways, riding the buses, etc. You know, the deliveries, uh, are being, the food and goods are being delivered by people who are not sheltered in place. They're exposed. They're they are our frontline uh, providers, which we thank them. We can't thank them enough. But we must be aware we have to be prudent in understanding that if any time we need to shelter in place and if any time we need to have social distancing we practice, if any time we need to wear masks, this season approaching is that time. So we need to communicate amongst ourselves and our immediate family, our friends and neighbors that we cannot afford to become uh, 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 Lazy and and drop the ball in terms of not following what's been established as being an effective way of us being able to protect ourselves. I must also add that um, my wife and I I mentioned earlier we are uh, master Reiki we are Reiki masters and master Reiki practitioners and and that we are now uh, have become privy to a level of energy healing, which is a step above Reiki, in our opinion. And that's called pranic healing, uh, pranic energy healing. And uh, in future uh, shows, we will be talking more about that. But at this point, uh, I have not been, but my my wife has been offering uh, services free of charge. And if you'd like, honey, you can share a little bit about that.
0: Oh, sure. I would, I would love to. I also, well, can I also talk about um, nutrients for the body? Because I know we you t- sure. started off talking about food, sure. and, and I just wanted to mention a couple of things that helped me greatly. And uh, these are powders. And, you know, my, my, my husband and I, we are very much into nutritional modalities, and uh, I'm going to mention his name because I'm also going to say he doesn't know that we're doing this show today. He's not endorsing us. We're not, you know, I'm just, I just okay. want to mention his name to give um, respect to the man who got me to take a look at these nutrients. And it's um, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. And so he has videos on YouTube, which, you know, anyone can access them if you have access to YouTube, and he talks about how he reversed diabetes using a plant-based diet. And I know my husband was talking about the food we eat before. Now, I, I, I very much am an advocate of veganism, vegetarianism, but I'm not trying to force it on anyone else because you have to do what works for you. Um, I was also given a diagnosis of diabetes, and that's what um, Bo, uh, Eric, Adams. Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough President, that's what he talks about a lot in his videos, and he also wrote a book, and he doesn't know, but I'll give him some free advertising on your show. Sure. <laughs> uh, he wrote a book, Healthy at Last, which actually will be available Next month, and he talks about October. October, right? October, Mm -hmm. somewhere in in October. So, so we, my husband and I, actually have pre-ordered the book. But he has such a vast knowledge of reversing disease because of his personal experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, what I had done was I ordered some of the nutrients that he uses. And I've only tried them one time, but I just want to mention a couple of them by name. And as my husband said before, please do your own research because we're not medical doctors, we're not diagnosing, we're not telling you you should go out and get this stuff, but we're, we're introducing products that you might not be familiar with just as we were not and that they worked for us and we just feel that we have a responsibility to share I also want to strongly urge you to stay in touch with your licensed medical doctor, because, again, we're not medical doctors, that sort of thing. And we don't know what you can use and what you cannot use. And a perfect example of that is um, my late um, sister-in-law, Boba's sister, who had informed us that her nutritionist told her, that there are many vegetables that she's not able to eat. And we usually, we all know vegetables to be, oh, that's something good. We should all eat vegetables. But there are many people who cannot eat certain things. So Mm -hmm. that's why we're not giving you advice or anything like that. Please see your doctor. But when you go to your doctor now, you have some information that you can run by them. And hopefully, you know, they're familiar with it or can at least point you in the right direction if they're not familiar with it so that they can help you as well to help yourself. So one of those nutrients is maca powder, mm-hmm. and that's spelled M-A-C-A. And maca is a plant that grows mainly in Peru, and uh, it's a cruciferous vegetable, so it's related to, like, your broccolis, your cauliflower, you know, cabbage, that sort of thing. So the maca root is the edible part, and uh, it's high in fiber, it aids in abating the, system, the symptoms of menopause. It boosts your energy. It improves your mood. It improves your memory. And it's not only for women. You know, it gives you a lot of energy. And uh, it also helps uh, men who are bodybuilders, and it helps with stamina, and you can work out longer, that kind of thing. So it does, it does many things, and it's, uh, it's very good for you. Many of you might have heard of wheatgrass powder, uh, wheat grass, I, I used to get from a, uh, a juice bar where they squeeze it fresh. But you can also grow wheat grass at home or you can buy it in supplement form or as in the powder, which is what I like to do, and you mix it with your smoothies or you can put a little bit of it with your yogurt or whatever you're going to eat, you know, or, or dessert. Um, barley. Barley is it's a grain, as you know. It's very low calorie, but it's high in fiber, and it contains a lot of amino acids. Mm-hmm. And barley boosts the immune system, and so that helps to reduce flus and colds. Um, it influences proper kidney function. It keeps the body free of toxins, it aids in digestion. There's so many things. So again, um, barley, spelled B-A-R-L-E-Y. Do your research, find out if it's something that you can get, you know, again, they have it in powder form. What I did was I took um, small amounts, because say if if you buy the powder and uh, the directions say use one scoopful. If you're going to be blending these nutrients, you're not gonna use a scoopful of each. So say if you're going to blend three three different nutrients, then use a third of a scoopful of this, a third of that. And that's the way you blend them if you're going to make a blend. If you're just going to use one of them, which is perfectly fine and works very well, then you, then just follow the directions on the um, package. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we or could go the on and on.
1: Did you the
0: well, we can talk about acai, but I just mm-hmm. thought that, you know, I didn't want to like take up the whole time no, talking please, about no, these please, things please, please. because um, I, I thought that next at the next show I can share some more. Yeah, but I think the asai. But is... since you mentioned um, asai, acai is also asai is a berry, first of all, and I believe its origin is uh, South America, In Brazil. Brazil, okay. And uh, acai is very, very high in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. It relieves oxidative stress. It helps to repair the cells in your body. Mm-hmm. There are so many, it's anti inflammatory. Yeah. And we know that inflammation can be a major cause of many of the diseases mm-hmm. that we're afflicted with as a community. Such as the heart disease, the diabetes, yes. the hypertension, those types of things seem to plague our community more so than, than some other communities. Mm-hmm. And that's just a medical fact, and there's so much that could go into an explanation of the reason, because, of course, one of the foundations is the the um, effects of slavery, both, both overt slavery, mm-hmm. right? Yes. As well as...
1: Uh, well, as, as well as the control of, of us uh, when we are imprisoned, uh, when we go to school, there, there's so many things that just bring it forward to present uh, time. We are still eating what we, we ate as our ancestors ate as slaves. And we have now embraced it as being something that's uh, healthy. But really, it isn't healthy. You know, we were given the, the remnants. Of what the so-called slave master uh, discarded, and we can no longer continue to go from generation to generation with repeating uh, a tradition that has been to our detriment. Uh, My wife and I both—we follow. I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years, and uh, I'm also a former. uh, Well, I'm not a former. I still. plan to run another marathon. I've ran 14 marathons. And I know back in the day in the 70s uh, when I started long distance running, my friends, my peers used to wonder why did I run five days out of the week or more. And I, this was a, I'm, I'm a reader. So I, I stumbled upon at various uh, newsstand magazine, uh, newsstand uh, um, stores and started reading magazines dealing with uh, weightlifting and, and uh, bodybuilding. And then I ran into this running magazine, and I said, this is something I might want to consider, especially when I found out that, indeed, they have what you remanufacturing endorphins in our brain, and and then that goes into our bloodstream, which gives us a certain natural high. And then we have this serotonin and, and melatonin, which I just recently learned about uh, in the last couple of years in terms of how uh, the, the various uh, 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 forms of, of, of uh, chemicals that we manufacture naturally in our body can help us to be relaxed, to get sleep, and some which can keep us awake and alert and give us energy. And when that tied into the, one of the sports that I fell in love with, which is running, then indeed whenever I ran... I felt energized. Whenever I ran, I felt a need to want to drink water, to hydrate myself, to drink juice, which is another uh, conversation in terms of how we've been conditioned to consume certain types of food, such as water versus juices versus alcohol, uh, uh, liquids, and where, whether it be wine, beer, or hard liquor. Uh, and I want to keep that point so that we don't, I don't. I'm not remiss on mentioning that before the end of the show, um, that we have to be so careful about what we consume. And I know it's difficult because under stress, stressful conditions, we're inclined to want to self-medicate ourselves. And one of the first uh, ways of, we, of us collectively, individually and collectively, medicating ourselves is by eating, snacking or just eating main meals, which are not really healthy, and overindulging in that area. And then, of course, uh, we've been conditioned to drink certain liquids, such as juices. Uh, it's alright to have natural uh, fruit juices and vegetable juices, but when we buy things that are prepackaged, uh, which are labeled, anything that has a label on it, you have to be suspect. So. I found out some years ago that, indeed, certain things like corn syrup and fructose and, and other, anything that has ends with the word os O-S-E, dose, cos, whatever, you have to be leery about that because if that's, that's not natural sugar. And even natural sugar, cane sugar, you have to be leery about that uh, in terms of us, you know, we can get away with it when we're young because your body is able to fight off the inflammation. It can fight off the disease. But as we get older, the body, I learned, this is another adage that I learned when I started running from the elders in the running community. And that adage is that the body keeps score. I repeat that. The body keeps score. So uh, we have to understand that, yes, if you're 10 15 or 20 years of age, your body is able to navigate certain environments, uh, certain habits it can deal with uh, more readily than you can when you reach the age of 30, 40, and 50 years of age. Now, surely when you get to the ages of 60, 70, and 80, you really have to be extremely careful because if you haven't had a healthy lifestyle, indeed you have acquired a, a certain level of, of uh you've compromised the capacity of your body being able to heal itself and maintain itself in a happy, in a healthy manner. Do you have anything that you'd like to add?
0: Oh, surely. I would like to add something about the aging process and disease. Yes. And I'm just kind of following what you said about the body keeps score. <laughs> but I also think of it this way. We're not... As we age, and I think Baba had put a, put like a age limit, like from 60, I think you said 60 and above when you were talking about the COVID virus. And uh, what I want to mention is that we're not necessarily getting sick because we're getting older or as a result of being older now we know there is a natural progression you know we're all going to be born and you know live through our youth and adolescence and all mm-hmm. of that and become older and middle aged and mature adults etc and eventually we will die but nobody said that we had to die of old age because we had a disease absolutely and in that line i'd like to mention that the reason that many of us become diseased later on in life, a couple of reasons, but I'm going to state two. One, we do not exercise like we did when we were younger. Yes. And that's not a criticism. That's just something that happens because we're no longer in high school or you know, whatever age we were, when we used to go to the park and run around and all the time, you know, we go through different stages in life which are just not conducive to being able to keep up the same habits that we might have had when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And so we, so our bodies then, our metabolism slows down because we're not running around and exercising and jumping and playing and frolicking and romping. We're, many of us are like at the computer all day.
1: Yes.
0: Right? Many of us are at the computer all day. And then as to what the nature of this broadcast is about, there is enough evidence to prove that you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. And now let's relate that back to the age thing. If you're 20 or 30, you could eat fried foods every day, and you might not get sick. Right. Your bo- it's, it's happening. It's fostering your body, but you might not feel it at that age. But then when you get maybe 35, 45, 50, and on, then finally now the accumulation of all of those different oils and processed foods and you know sodas and things that have high fructose corn syrup in it That's when it hits you. You just didn't notice it when you were younger, but it started doing the damage. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to share these, you know, this information about nutrients and lifestyle, and so we can understand why we're getting sick. Mm -hmm. There are many people who die of very, you know, considered very old age in their 90s or 100, and they don't have a disease. Right. Many of them living right now, one of these days, it'll just be their time to go. You know, their their heart will stop, but natural. they didn't have diabetes or, you know, yeah. hypertension or cancer yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. No, all time is, you know, they're yeah. lucid. They die from natural causes. They die from natural yeah. causes. Yeah. And so that should be the goal if you're interested in living quality of life. Yes. Because we That's know right. that the medications can keep us alive for a very long time. We know that. Some people it doesn't, but many people, the medications keep them alive for a very long time, but they don't have quality of life.
1: Well said. Yes, indeed. Quality of life is so important. Yes. And being aware of, of how you can ma- obtain and maintain a high quality
0: of life. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So I just want to... Mention before I stop talking because sure. you know I could go on and no, on never no, remember about I, I, health. I'm so I, passionate about. It. Absolutely. So. <laughs> no, I I welcome your uh, your input.
1: You know, and and indeed, two minds are better than one, especially with regard to uh, being able to share with our listening audience uh, the importance of of uh, healthy practices. And I'm happy you touched upon uh, the exercise, even if one just. Uh, walks a half an hour a day. Uh, my wife and I, we try to walk as much as possible within our immediate neighborhood. And I can tell you that, yes, I, I'm a runner, and I'm not running as much as I used to. I'm going to get back into that. But I know that, indeed, just simple walk, uh, a fast-paced walk to uh, rev up your, your your heartbeat and get for half an hour, that can make a world of difference. Uh, if you can just walk up the stairs in your home, um, wherever you, you live, that can be of benefit. Uh, getting yourself apparatus, if you have the, the room and, and, and if you have the budget, to invest in a rowing machine or a stationary bike, if not a stepping machine. These are things which uh, my wife and I uh, have reviewed. And have made a decision that this is essential to have this equipment in our home.
0: And check with your doctor first to make sure absolutely. that they give you the green light to be able to use any particular exercise equipment. Absolutely. Always let your doctor know. If you going to buy a stepper, you know, am I in good enough health to use it? Thanks yes. and yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, even the practice of yoga. I'm sure that in many of you in, in the various neighborhoods, you see now the so-called millennials. As it were, you know, the, the young younger generation uh, has embraced uh, the Eastern traditions of, of health practices, and yoga seems to be something that's catching on uh, in leaps and bounds. Uh, my wife and I, we we do certain yoga uh, exercises, even one which uh, we which is called the sun salutation, which is again. That's something that we do, and we recommend that you consult your doctor uh, and, and, and health uh, advisor as to whether or not this could be a benefit to you without you becoming uh, injured, et cetera.
0: But even walking, even with walking, yes, you know, we know the health experts say you should walk at a minimum of 30 minutes a day, a brisk yes. walk. We couldn't tell you to do that because yes. your doctor might say, no, that might not be for you. Absolutely. So even something as common as walking. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And that's just how yeah. precise and we, that we have to be.
1: Yes. Um, my wife and I, we meditate. I, mean, I was thinking about yoga and meditation came to my mind.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: We, we meditate every day, uh, sometimes more than once. Well, actually, mostly uh, twice a day in the morning and in the evening. And you find that that's so beneficial in terms of starting your day, so that indeed your mind is clear, that you're you're you're, you're reducing any stress and anxiety that you might have acquired, uh, even from having an unrestful sleep. And then of course at night when you do that before you go to sleep, that helps you to have a restful sleep, and it also keeps you in in tune with whoever whatever you. Uh, Have reverence for the Most High, that high spiritual and 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 that sensitivity and connection, and with us is with our ancestors and with our our our, our guardians and so forth. But indeed, uh, to be able to go through the day in a state of meditation, in a state of being uh, not able to be uh, impacted by the inner voice. The, the, the nonsense, the chatter, and also isolating yourself from people, or not isolating, but being aware of who you come in contact with who can take you off course, who cannot be a healthy maybe uh, connection for you to have because, you know, we all deal in certain levels of, of vibration and frequencies and so forth, and we have to be aware of the fact that indeed uh, your health it's not just in the physical form, but it's mind, body, and spirit. Those are the three areas of health that we have to be concerned with. My wife and I uh, focus on those three areas.
0: Can I add something to meditation? Sure. So meditate. you meditate with intent. Yes, and again, as yes. my husband just said, um, whatever you revere, like not everyone believes in God. Not everyone yes. believes in the same God. So, right. so, so, however you worship, mm-hmm. when you're meditating, you you want to meditate with intent.
1: Yes.
0: And uh, so you could even say to yourself, you know, I'd like answers to this. Or when you're meditating, and uh, one thing that I'd like to suggest, not recommend or anything because I don't know how you worship or what your practice is. But when you're forming your intent, when you wake up in the morning, you can have an intent to have goodwill towards everyone that you meet. You can have an intent to exercise forgiveness. So whatever your orientation, and my suggestion is, the easy way to do that is to get out ahead of it. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> so when it. you, when you yes, wake indeed. up, you can say, my intent today is everyone I meet, we have a, a very positive exchange. Yes. That's getting out ahead of it. You know, another example is, well, I know there might be people at my place of business that we don't get along, but I'm going to decide and with an intent before I enter the office that we are all going to have a good rapport today. That's getting out in front of it, right? You just want to get out in front of whatever it is, and you start that with your meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yes, getting out in front of it. uh, If you use the public transportation, then anyone that you... You know that there's a propensity that someone's going to bump into you, perhaps. Well, with this social distancing, you hope that doesn't happen, that people are more aware. But say, indeed, if someone... Does something that is is disrespectful or unintentional, using the word intent, that you do not get upset, you don't get angry, you you actually uh, smile with the look of forgiveness rather than a look of anger. Like when you get cut off on the
0: highway trying to get if you're
1: driving, like a lot of times I've been known, and and it took a, a few years for my wife to understand that. Uh, I have no problem with pulling on the side and letting someone who's honking a horn behind me go 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 past me, because what do I do by doing that? I've eliminated that that scenario, that conflict, which is leaves me in a state of peace because now I can continue our our ride together in a state of peace. Because of course you know, that it's important, especially if you're driving, that you want to be focused and be in harmony with your surroundings so that, indeed, you're driving as safely as possible. Same thing should go with you being in a public environment. Again, going into social distancing, which is something that I constantly have to work on in terms of knowing my surroundings, the people who are around me. Um, we, we sometimes joke in terms of uh, the expression of being bum-rushed, someone seeing you and running up on you and grabbing you from behind, or if not in front. And, he, and now you say, oh, my God, they, they got me in the hug, and I hope they don't sneeze. Right. You know? But, of course, we, we know that, indeed, we should always have our mask on, not just uh, on our, our mouth with our nose being exposed, but covering both the mouth and, and nose. And we have many people who, uh, they put the mask on their face, but they wear it around their neck. And when they see someone approaching who's wearing a mask, then they take the mask up and and, and cover their face with this. No, that's not an option. Because you can miss. Sometimes it's too late
0: to do that. And
1: also as I know that indeed uh, with the virus being in the form of droplets and can be airborne for for a number of minutes, if not longer, I've heard uh, half an hour to an hour. And uh, Yes you can be at some place where there is no one there but the person could have turned the corner or just went inside the the door and they sneeze and that sneeze is still the the droplets and particles of that sneeze are still airborne
0: especially inside of a closed place you yes. might have a better chance, you know, if it's out of the open air it might not linger that yes. long, but definitely when people go inside of buildings and, you know, and they don't well, think of that and the building manager might not have the building cleaned appropriately. Absolutely. They might absolutely. just do a quick one, two, three, or, you know, you know, again, not remembering that we have to operate differently than we used to because yes. things are, in fact, different.
1: Even when we go into a bank, the ATM uh, room. Nice. Right, people, people will have an inclination to walk inside an ATM machine room and say, oh, well, there's no one in here. I can put my mask down or take it off. No, uh-uh. And quickly like that, someone
0: walks in. You know, someone <laughs> walks in
1: or someone had just walked out. Who you, you didn't see them walk out, but they sneezed inside that room.
0: Yeah, so you that, just have to be so diligent. You've got to
1: be very diligent. So anyway, we're coming to the end of the hour. And uh, I want to thank you, as always, for tuning in to our show. Indeed, uh, you can uh, access my website, which is, which is drumsofchange.com. That's drumsofchange.com. And I will uh, be posting uh, information regarding COVID-19 and other things that we're doing. On the left-hand side, I have a menu and that will give an indication uh, of how you can go to various pages on my website and get information uh, relative to grassroots holistic health and also the uh, energy healing services that we will be providing. My wife actually is already providing them. We didn't talk about that in depth, but next time next next week, every Sunday at 5 o'clock we will have this show, and I'm going to be adding additional shows during the weekdays. Uh, that information will be forthcoming. Those of you who know uh, that I'm on Facebook, again, that's Baba Wesley Gray. You just key that in, and you will come up to my page on Facebook, and I will make uh, keep you up to date in terms of posting on that page. So, again, thank you so much, and I uh, appreciate you sharing your Sunday afternoon evening with us, and I'd like you to definitely join us again next week at 5 o'clock And that Sunday afternoon. Uh, With that being said, we end the show by giving thanks to our ancestors, uh, to the Most High, uh, to those uh, entities that indeed are constantly keeping us under their uh, guidance and protecting us, and indeed we uh, say prayers and light candles to those who uh, have been uh, affected by uh, the Covid nineteen and have transitioned, and we send love and 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 warm bearings uh, to their family members and friends. Peace and love to everyone. <laughs>